0: God, we thank you. We thank God for his mercy today and thank him for um, his love. That's been a, that's a theme through our worship today. Worship was very reflective today, wasn't it? Yeah. Very, very helpful for, um, sometimes you just need to know he loves you. I, wanna, I mean, I know we know theoretically, but sometimes it doesn't hit you. It ever hit you that God loves you? Like one, just one moment, it just hits you that he loves you. I, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Ephesians chapter uh uh three, uh, the the prayer of Paul between verses fourteen through twenty. And one of the things he says that you may love, know the love of Christ that surpasses all comprehension. Yeah. It, 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 isn't it interesting that he said that you may know it, but you may know not it fully, but know that it know it, experience it, and then recognize that you don't really fully know it because it surpasses all comprehension. <laughs> isn't that interesting? And um you you sometimes you need to be overwhelmed with that because you can be so down on yourself, you know what I'm saying, depressed, frustrated, broken, and even have issues in your life that just frustrate you. And every now and then the remedy for that isn't necessarily God changing your circumstance, but him you knowing that he loves you. And um and and that is and when you when we look at us, you know, we would say, I didn't think I was lovable, but God being rich in mercy, rich in love, um, shows his Ultimate commitment to us. Um, before we dive in uh, to the text today, I um, just want to say this: um, the financial review that's happening next month. Please come to it, y'all. Only a few of y'all usually come, and I know that either means um, you you trust the ministry or you don't care. But <laughs> it's all good. But we want as many of, particularly covenant community members, to come. It's really for covenant community members, not for anyone that's not uh, a member of the church. But the time is really for you to just see how things, how God has been working and doing different things globally and locally and in and through our ministry. And so please consider coming to that and uh, just watching and looking at the glory of what God is and has been up to, amen? Amen, Amen. let's stand to our feet. Let's stand uh, to our feet. We're in our series through 2 Corinthians on keeping it 100. Let's, in chapter 4, we're slowly but surely making our way through it. Um, Verses 1 through 6. I'm going to let you guys read the whole thing on your own today. I'm not going to start with you this time. So that means you have to synchronize very, very well today. On three. One, two, three, go. amen today in our time I want to tag our text today 100 percent true gospel ministry 100 percent true gospel ministry let's go before the Lord father um in 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 a in a world where it's difficult to verify anything uh everything uh needs certification. and uh, However, uh, the message of the gospel, God, is the greatest certified information on the planet found in one person, our Lord. And in this world, we uh, find ourselves even meandering about whether or not it's authentic. God, give us clarity today on how to utilize the new sight that you've given us to glorious advantage. And in that glorious advantage is to know Jesus more effectively and to see him more clearly. And God, I pray today that you would would encourage us in gospel truth, nurture us in gospel truth, transform us, God, in gospel truth, and help us to know you, God. Help us to know you and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, God, be acceptable in your sight. Oh, God, our strength and our redeemer in whom we trust. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody agree with that? said? Amen. 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 Uh, you may be seated. Um, nowadays, um, in our society, you can bootleg just about anything. Um you can bootleg movies um uh you can bootleg music uh, but 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 what's the most fascinating thing uh, that you can bootleg is clothing and sneakers uh, uh um it, it's interesting um some of the stands even here in philly uh that have polo shirts that are normally eighty five dollars for twenty dollars I know y'all ain't bought none of those and I know y'all, you know, they got Yeezys uh, that are normally $250 on the market, and on eBay it's normally about $10,000 for a pair of Yeezys, but for just the right place, by, by, by Block Billy and Neighborhood Sammy, you can grab some uh, for about... A uh, hundred bucks, or on the block they may say a bean. Now, and so we find ourselves, interestingly enough, um, in a culture um, where, 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 where there's a lot of bootleg things. I remember when I was in Texas working on my degree, and they had uh, uh, the the swamp meat sale, uh, and 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 the government came in and swooped. The sheriff came in and shut down all of the bootleg spots that was in this one facility and one building. But now many companies, particularly with clothing, have. Extra experts that are able to let you know whether or not what you've bought is authentic um i know some of y'all got louis bags or ui bags i know you know some of y'all got bourbon or urban bags i i know that some of you got coach or ouch bags but um, um but 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 there there are people that are assigned to let you know based on the stitching whether or not that particular thing is Authentic, because they're they're taught to develop and they're taught to commit themselves to knowing whether or not the quality of the manufacturer is reflected in the product that's in your hands. I wish somebody would help me right here. Uh, 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 the, The question on the floor today is, do you know the gospel when you see it? Do you know authentic gospel ministry when you see it? Do, do you know authentic leadership when you see it? Do you know an authentically committed church when you see it? And, 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 but I'm afraid today because there are many believers that are hoodwinked by f- hooligans. And in being hoodwinked by hooligans, if you will, we find ourselves to not be specialists, but um, God is calling you as a believer to be a manufacturing specialist. As a believer, you are supposed to be able to tell that something is of God or whether or not it's not of God. You should tell whether something is gospel truth or whether it's not gospel truth. You should be able to tell if that's the move of the spirit or not the move of the spirit and not be afraid to come up against it. I wish somebody would talk back to me because because you should you should be a a kingdom connoisseur. You you should be able to be able to say not ignore that something ain't right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and in our society and they but all of this was prophesied because the Bible says in first and second Timothy in the fourth chapter and second Timothy in the third chapter. That said, the spirit explicitly says that many would fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by liars seared in their own conscience, as with the branding iron. Another passage over in chapter four says uh, 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 l- later on it points to the fact that, that people will accu- they won't endure. I like that word endure. In other words, in, in other words, to hear truth hurts sometimes. Yeah. And so people won't want to hear truth anymore. They won't want to hurt anymore because truth cuts going in and it cuts coming out. But but it also heals going in and it heals coming out uh, because wherever God cuts, he's trying to transform. Wherever God slices, he wants to change. Wherever God pulls out, he wants to put something back in the place of it. But we will accumulate for ourselves teachers in accordance with our own desires, wanting to have our ears tickled and falling away from truth and buying into a lie. This is prophesied, and so you can see throughout the corridors of particularly our day and age where people don't love the truth. And so Paul comes here because there are peddlers of the gospel that are going around the Corinthian church, and they're coming in as itinerant communicators, not local shepherds. Um, to engage the needs of the Corinthians to make them better. In order to get money from them, they tell them what they want to hear versus what they need to hear. Uh, uh, and one of the things, this for free before we dive into this uh, 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 any leader that tells you only what you want to hear, you should fear. But a leader that's not afraid to tell you everything, that's the one to follow. And so we come into this text and we see Paul sermonically engaging them really in the vulnerability of true gospel ministry, which brings me to my first point, which brings me to my first point in 100% true gospel ministry. Number one, you want to recognize that true gospel ministry can be a heartbreaking journey. (laughs) True gospel, I, I know that's not a shouting point, but it's a true point. look at what Paul says. He says, therefore, having this ministry, somebody say this ministry. Let's stop there. Now, if you remember the ministry that he's talking about, he's not talking about the ministry of death and ministry of condemnation in chapter three. He's talking about the ministry of the spirit and the ministry of righteousness. So he says, we have this ministry, the ministry that is produced by the spirit, the ministry that is produced or producing righteousness. Uh, in the people who are the hearers. So the Spirit's ministry, uh, the product of the Spirit's ministry is the product, mean the product of the work of the Spirit in the lives of people. It is a ministry that is a result of what the Spirit has, is, and will do. It, it, it Paul's point is that the ministry isn't self-motivated or initiated, but it's initiated by the work of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> that means... <coughs> That when Paul ministered, and he ministered in the Spirit, there wasn't this sense of trying to contrive people into anything. But that the Holy Spirit moved, and he surfed the wave of the Holy Ghost's work. Uh, and, And also, in other words, Paul didn't do ministry that was forced. And so the product of the Spirit's ministry is ministry that is a ministry of freedom. The, the verse said, where the Spirit of the Lord, there is what? Freedom. freedom. So, so it, it's freedom. It's, it's a ministry of intimacy. <laughs> Based on verse 18 of chapter 3, it causes you to look more like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, that, that means, this is how you know authentic gospel ministry, because it's painful, that you're being chiseled a lot. Yeah. We're going to talk about that next week when we talk about brokenness. <laughs> but, but you're being worked on a lot. If you feel like God just won't let you go, you're in the right true gospel place. If you can get away with anything, you're not, being, you're not under true gospel ministry. Because if you always feel good and the sun always shines, you always get what you want, you may not be under true yeah. gospel ministry. Yeah. Uh, being under true gospel ministry is for the Holy Ghost to light you up momentarily and monumentally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in other words, that, 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 see when you, re, when you receive the Word of the Spirit, sometimes you like, it, it, but it's not a depressive ouch. It is a purposeful ouch. See, see that's, what, that's when you know, when, 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 when God can cut you and you still feel his love, that's the work of the Spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, if you feel cut and left out there, that's condemnation, not edification. Yeah. The Spirit's pain cutting in you is all about edification so that you can get to your godly destination. I wish y'all would help me preach today but because I'm excited that pain has purpose. That the Spirit has purpose in our life. I got to move. I, I can't stay on this, this point too long. But but, but, uh, he, he, uh, but the Spirit's ministry is a ministry of conviction. Oh, yeah. Conviction of sin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that means you feel it when you sin. Oh, yeah. That means you feel That's a good thing. That you knew that you sinned. Oh, before you was about to sin and you was contriving to sin in your mind and your heart. And the Holy Ghost was, was like, wait a minute, like in your heart. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Listen, listen, if you have an usher versus a bouncer in your soul, you may not be his. Somebody going to get that on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it's, it's so important. It's so important that we recognize this, but he convicts of righteousness. So he's not just telling you what's wrong. Help me. He's telling you what's Right. And so he's pointing, that's that's what I love about him. Because you've been imputed with Christ's righteousness through his finished work on the cross. So the ministry of righteousness pushes you towards what's right. (coughs) Knowing that you're already empowered to do it. Oh my God, I wish I could just stay here. What's beautiful about being a believer is God doesn't tell you to train for the Christian life. So that then he can invite you in it and use you. Training... He, it's not like you're some fighter that has to make weight for the fight. you got to do all this work, and then the eternal boxing federation will now let you fight. You don't have to make weight. Christ already made weight for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for but he does make you fight. Oh, God, help me. And so, and, so, and, so, and so as we look at this, it points us to so many different things. So as it produces righteousness, it produces a redemptive disposition towards God's work in us. Now, he says, he said, we have this ministry. Therefore, having this ministry, ministry that produces righteousness, ministry that's a product of the work of the Spirit, right? It's by the mercy of God. Mm. It's the same idiom that's used in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the what? Mercy of God, or mercies of God. I like that. Um, but Paul says that the ministry produced by the Spirit that produces righteousness is rooted in the compassion of God. Com- uh, mercy doesn't just mean God doesn't give you what you deserve. It also means that you're experiencing the compassion of God. And, and, and experiencing the compassion of God is a powerful, my Bible falling apart, um, of of, of the compassion of God. That means when God looks at you in Christ and sees your sin, he has compassion for you. Remember the people were coming to Jesus and Jesus looked at them and he said, "And, and Jesus looked at them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. See, true gospel ministry doesn't dog your brokenness. But there's a compassionate, because there's this other end where there's a licentious disposition ecclesiologically, where you can get away with everything and, 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 and get drunk on Periscope and act a fool, some of y'all, anyway, and then promote foolishness. But then the, but then the one that's hard that, that people don't talk is the legalistic end. The legalistic end is where you earn your righteousness, you feel like you gotta earn something all the time. So you're not able to be vulnerable with what's really going on with you because you're gonna be judged harshly and not helped compassionately. And so what happens is, is Paul's ministry says, listen, it is a ministry that produces righteousness, but it's a ministry that's driven by God's compassion for those who he's made and making rights. Are you trekking with me? (laughs) In other words, (laughs) compassion gives you the freedom to snitch on yourself. Uh, You you get to snitch on you. You say, no, don't snitch on nobody else. Stop doing that. Oh, it's in the Bible. Get the log out your eye first. That's called self snitching. And so, and so, and so by the, but, but there's mercy for that yeah. You're not snitching With the disposition Of the judge judging you Because the one you're snitching you, like, like, In other words, you plead guilty yeah. Yeah. Oh, help me God yeah. You get to plead guilty Knowing That your lawyer has already Cut a deal yeah. Help me today In other, in other words when you snitch on yourself, you can snitch knowing that the charges are already dropped. y'all ain't done nothing before, I'm, I'm the only one, so help me today. If I was in the congregation, I would be running. But um, that's just me. But then he says, but then he says something interesting that exegetically seems disruptive. Do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Now, after all that we just talked about, how in the world can you lose heart? In other words, because gospel ministry is hard. True gospel ministry. True gospel ministry is difficult, and Paul is being very, remember this, keep it 100. Paul is opening you up to his pastoral heart of fighting to communicate righteousness, Spirit-led, compassionate ministry to people who reject and betray him. <clears throat> let, me, let me explain something to you. The people that you love the most have the capacity to hurt you the most. <laughs> in, in other words, Paul, Paul says he, he, he's not really talking to, he's not even, this is not for the Corinthians right here. He's talking about him and his ministry team. He said, he, said, he said, to be honest, he's being honest, sometimes we want to lose heart. Sometimes we want to give up on ministry. We're ministering gospel truth that sets people free, and sometimes we want to chuck the deuces. Oh, y'all got quiet on that part. See, the, the, see, see let me just say you something. The majority of guys I know and gals I know are not jackleg ministers of the gospel. Most of them are authentic ministers of the gospel. But the ones that I know are jackleg have lavished on them the love of a deceived people. The most, diff- now, can I be real? <clears throat> Let me I just keep it 100, right? the people that actually preach the gospel that I know are the most depressed. They're they're the ones that wrestle When you go after souls and when you minister to somebody and when you give grocery money out of your own pocket, when you help with a bill, when you go to the hospital, when you break up a fight in a marriage, when you shepherd someone through something and through the righteousness of Christ, and then they fall away from the faith, you want to lose heart. You say, is it really? God, God, can I just, God, can I be Bear with a little bit of my foolishness, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, is this thing real? Yes. Y'all don't want me to talk real. Yeah. Y'all don't want me to talk real. <laughs> uh, so, sometimes, sometimes you're like, God, are you, are you really like work? Like when you invest in someone and they walk away. I'm not talking about lead the church. Forget about lead the church. I'm talking about the faith. Yeah. I ain't talking about like you ain't tithing no more. Forget about that. I, you ain't getting me. I don't care about that. I'm talking about you walked away from Jesus. Yes, yes. <coughs> yep. Yep. <coughs> Walk away from me all day. Yeah. Yep. But not him. Yeah. Right. But Paul says, when I put out uh, another one, let me, let me see if I can make a plan. I, I went, somebody took me <clears throat> to a steakhouse I couldn't afford. Amen. And I got, I love ribeyes, ribeyes, I love them. And um, this guy at the table on a filet at a grade A six-month-aged steak place pulls out A1 steak sauce. (laughs) Now, and ketchup. Ketchup. Now anybody that knows about steaks, a real one only need a little salt, a little pepper, maybe a little butter, yeah cow was good. Medium preferably for me. But he's putting something on it that's below it. See so, sometimes, see, see your response to gospel ministry should be transformation, but if it's not transformation, you're putting something on the truth that's below the truth putting ketchup on eternal filet mignon. <laughs> it, 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 in other words, the only way we can eat it is if, if it's drowned. I don't know if you remember the old uh, commercials where they say, don't drown your food with mayo or ketchup. I know this sat morning cartoon, none of y'all don't have that no more. But we had, in the 70s and 80s, we had Sunday morning cartoon, and this dude was talking about not drowning your food, because he wanted you to experience the food. Nobody should have to drown the gospel for you to eat the gospel. (laughs) I should drown it. I got to get past verse 1. Let's move. Verse 2. Next point. (coughs) No ministry is above healthy gospel evaluation no ministry, (laughs) no ministry touching out my anointed. Right. What does the text say? See, let me, let me tell you what's happening this morning to you guys. You don't really know what's happening. It was a, it was a musician that came out and was telling all the secrets of the musicianship. And they got mad at him because he was telling the secrets of the trade. All Paul is doing is telling you the secrets of the trade so you can have your eyes peeled for what's of God and what's not. Let's move. He says, but we, ref- we re- listen, listen to the language that Paul uses. This, this, is, this, this, this is powerful. And he says, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's words. Stop right there. See? Then, then you get to the point where you say, it is true, so I got to endure God. So I, 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 I don't, I, I'm not discouraged. I'm still discouraged, but I'm going to press forward. This is Paul. Paul's talking to you from his heart right now. And when he said, I'm going to press forward, and he says, let me give you the character of my ministry. Paul is angry now, righteously angry. He said, he said, he says, we, we renounce disgraceful in underhanded ways. Uh, this idea of Uh, Disgraceful, if you will, means to renounce with express strong disapproval and to distance yourself from it. That's that's what it it means. Um, The idea here of underhanded ways means a a sensitivity respecting the possibility of dishonor and uh, 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 modesty and shame as a feeling that someone would get. If you executed the ministry wrong, I love this. I love. He said. He said we're refusing. We're disgusted with certain things. And see that you you gotta have people. You you gotta be disgusted with anything that would be a filler for the gospel. I remember me and my wife. We used to go uh, to Sam's and get a, a bag of frozen chicken. But then it would. You would read the label and it says and it has rib meat in it. but this ain't chicken. <laughs> it ceased being chicken when you took a piece of pork and, and genetically attached it to the chick. It's not, it's gonna say, with a little bit of rib. It ain't no little bit of rib meat. <laughs> but then real chicken costs more. It costs more to have to not have the additives. It has more value because there's nothing in it that's been genetically added to it to take away from the depth of what it was created to be. We don't want genetically engineered gospel. You don't tamper with it. Paul said we don't disgrace ourselves. We don't, we, don't we, we renounce those things. We know we can have more stuff. We know we can drive bigger cars. We know we can have bigger houses. We know we can have fly clothes. We know we can do this. We know we can do that. But we renounce yes. what that could cause. Yeah. <laughs> he says we don't tamper. He said we refuse to practice cunning. Listen to what 2 Peter says about false teachers. 2 Peter Chapter 3, I'm going to read some of this. Is that all right with y'all? It says, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not sleep. Verse 12, but these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters, of which they are ignorant will also be destroyed in their destruction, suffering wrong as their wage for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, us insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed. That's the book. Some of you probably never even read that before. Paul says, we, we, we denounce practicing cunning. There's a guy whose deposition is online, and he is being jammed up. It's apostle. Be afraid of anybody who has apostle in front of their name today. Run from him. Run from him. Um, he, he says he's being jammed up about a $2.8 million house he bought on the ministry. $50,000 to cut a Mercedes-Benz in half after they bought it to extend it into a limousine. Uh, $30,000 played uh, 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 on Rodeo Drive for clothes that he says he needs because he needs quality clothes because he sweats through his clothes. Where if that's the case, I'm in trouble because I sweat pretty bad every Sunday. And people look at the deposition and still follow them. It's crazy to me. And Paul says we refuse to do that. Amen. We refuse to. Yeah. We refuse to. We refuse to tamper with God's word. In the, 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 world, the, the word there is dilute, where we get our word dilute from. Yeah. Dilute, which means that he said we refuse to dilute what God says. There are times when I want to say, ah, can I say that? But I remember that there's one that stands with me. And he, he, he points this idea, he says, we, we renounce underhanded ways to do things secretly. Paul says, we refuse to practice this type of cunning and working with people to sort of take their resources from them. We would rather do things biblically and honorably and holistically and in a committed way that reflects the heart of God. See, true gospel ministry, family of God. True, true gospel ministry is the willingness to take an L so that people can have a W. Um, I got I gotta move. I'm I'm almost done, I think. He says, this is what he says we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. That's bananas. What is he saying? We open ourselves up to godly, not foolish, because there are people that all they do is, that's all they do, want to criticize something, but don't do no ministry, don't join the ministry, don't give, and don't help. (laughs) So we're talking about the givers, the helpers, who are redeemed by the renewing power of the gospel, whether they're infant, intermediate, or mature Christian. He says, we open ourselves up in your sight, to look in and evaluate whether or not we're functioning in a 100% true gospel ministry and invite criticism that is honorable and godly. Any leader that pushes away criticism quickly, you run. Leadership, I'm not talking about just somebody that's a conspiracy theorist. But that's, in a minority, some of the people that really have a heart for whether or not we're doing things and walking in an honorable way. Paul says, listen, we open ourselves up to all of that because we want you to be trained in knowing what's right and true. He says we open ourselves not only up to you, but we open ourselves up in the sight of God because we almost connect the sight of God to your sight and to our ministry if it's based on biblical godly criticism that can better me and better God's mission. That's powerful to me, that Paul would open himself up. Listen, you know, most people, if they see seen Jesus, you can't tell them nothing. They say, you know, a lot of these guys say, i seen the Lord. He came and talked to me in the basement and asked for some coffee, you know, <laughs> you know, just weird type stuff. I saw eight visions of Jesus. He always looks the same. I'm just interested about that. But, um, in other words, there, there, there is this sense in which there's this great openness of this. And he says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In other words, it shouldn't be veiled to you. In other words, the only people that can't see authentic gospel ministry are people that don't know Jesus. That's the point of this verse. The point of the verse is our gospel is only veiled to those who don't know Christ, who are perishing. But every believer, even if you are a babe, you might not have all of the diagnostics of a mature Christian, but you still got that little inkling of something the Holy Ghost just pinching at you about. There's something ain't, that's him talking to you. You may not have a a, a didactic communication from a verse or a commentary or some historic classical text, but you have just enough because you have Jesus to ask questions, you'd say something like this, I I know I'm young in the faith and I, I can be ignorant, but can you biblically explain to me that? And if anybody well, how do you touch the man of God? How dare you ask the man of God anything? <laughs> see, 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 let me tell you something how the devil works. See, the devil works through babes and see, see that's tampering. You are a punk and you won't deal with the text, because you're a liar and disgraceful and need to get out the ministry. To those who are perishing, listen, true gospel ministers invite redemptive eyes. listen, if you are a new Christian, the veil is no longer over your eyes, and even in your infant state, you're able to see true gospel ministry. That's the point of the verse. Is that you don't have to be a mature Christian to know what's gospel and what's not. If you don't hear for weeks at a time that Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ was raised. If you don't hear that you're righteous and you remain righteous by Christ. If you say, come to me, come to me, do what I say, take care of me, do my stuff. You're in the wrong ministry. If you're constantly nagged about the gospel, if you're constantly told that the only way you'll grow is by faith alone, in grace alone, through Christ alone, and that's heralded and yelled and screamed. It's in the songs. It's in the teaching. It's in the preaching. It's in the life groups. It's in the Bible study. It has to be everywhere. Challenge us. If you feel the waning sensitivity to be selfish and self-centered and self-absorbed in the fleecing tendencies of of wolves versus a loving shepherd, challenge us, email us, pray for us, lest we fall. Don't just criticize, communicate with the king and challenge. I ain't preaching like this because something came up. I just like this text. I like the, what God does through stuff. I got, I got, I got to get out the way. Last thing, uh, true gospel ministry exalts Jesus above the preacher. That's the last point. <laughs> That's this is, this is it. I mean, it's it's just here. Look at it. For what we proclaim is not ourselves. Oh God, Lord have mercy. I almost prayed in tongues right there. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Help me today We don't preach ourselves We don't get up in front of you I got this I got that You want to be like me You want this That's preaching man Yes Paul says follow me as I follow Christ But the way he points you to Christ Is not pointing to himself (laughs) It's very subtle it's very subtle. Be like me. Do like me. My marriage is perfect. My parenting of my children. I'll tell you in a, in a day that me and my wife argue every week and need the redemptive faculties of Christ. Follow me in repenting. How about that? How, how about that? I yelled at my children this week for no reason. I had to repent. Follow that. <laughs> He said, we don't preach ourselves. We don't preach our example. If any illustration points to the life of the preacher, he's preaching himself. We don't preach ourselves. What can I do for you? If if the spirit is not the means for my communication, what can I do for you? Just giving you some rhetoric. What can I do for you in my death? Nothing. He says, we don't preach ourselves, but Christ as Lord. Ah, he's inferentially saying something to us right there. We are not to preach to control people. (laughs) Dang, help me, God. He says, we preach Christ as Lord because he's Kurios, he's Lord, he's the sovereign ruler so the goal is to make you not make you is to point you to him so that your life can be controlled by his lordship (laughs) see 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 the the purpose of true gospel ministry is putting jesus so high Putting Jesus so enthroned at the right hand of God, putting Jesus so majestic, so cosmic, so massive, so glorious, so powerful, so omniscient, so omnipresent, so omnipotent, so gracious, so merciful, so powerful, so loving, so leading, so guiding, so worthy. Hallelujah. And when you see him, you forget about the preacher. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, I don't even hear him. All I hear is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You don't walk away saying, he can say that thing. He can preach. No, you walk away saying, I'm blown away by God. Yeah. We don't preach ourselves. When well, we preach Christ as Thank you. Lord. Thank you, Lord, then he say we're a footnote. This is what he says. We're a footnote. We ourselves as servants <laughs> for Jesus' sake. We're a footnote. See, in closing, true gospel ministry has the preacher as the footnote, Jesus as the main body of the text. And you are too smart because of Christ to let yourself unhealthily be manipulated by carnal foolishness. You need to be pointed to the cosmic Lord who makes all things new. So open your eyes, people of God, and see your Lord in closing. Um, in DC, we had a legendary Chinese carryout <laughs> called Twin Dragon. <clears throat> Twin Dragon is on like 3rd and Kennedy, 2nd and Kennedy, I can't remember which one. <clears throat> Northwest DC, my old neighborhood. and. The shrimp egg foo young pepper steak but they were known for their legendary egg rolls egg rolls were nice crispy soft had a chew but a pull cabbage perfect on the inside little pieces of meat and then their duck sauce was from glory <laughs> <coughs> people would drive from alexandria virginia rest in all around just for this place. But when you see a picture of it, you're like, so you want me to go in there and get some food? You mean to tell me that all the stuff you just told me that delectically, the, 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 the delicacies that you're talking about is in there. They haven't changed the building in 50 years, but people come in suits and sagging jeans to go in there and to get delicacies that they grew up on. Be careful, family, that you judge true gospel ministry off of the external stuff. The question is, what's being cooked in the kitchen? Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. And we honor you for your goodness and your glory. Uh, We get to eat true grade A kingdom meat. We get to eat Kobe kingdom nutrients. We love it, God. We love you that you love us enough To cook up righteousness for us and to feed us that we may have meals that challenge us, meals that set us free, meals that are painful. I'm praying, God, that we would be enthralled with you to provide for us. True, I pray that you would beef up the security in our souls. Beef it up, God. Help us, mighty one, to have our souls beefed up so that our resistance and our immune system won't just take anything. You thought enough of all of us to send Christ to change all of this stuff, and so maybe there's someone here today and you don't know Christ, as your